comes up I'm driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever Till the day that I died I said 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life Hello, friends. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, along with my partner, Fred Mooney. I'm excited to be here. We have got a great program for you today. Gary, today we're riding in this brand new truck, and we're going to pick up some listeners and bring Jesus to these drivers on the road for some great music, awesome testimonies, and a little preaching. What we want you to do is give us a call at 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. So buckle up, hang on, get ready, because we're going to have Church on the Road. 414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just got to drive. Hey everybody, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministry, and I got my partner with me. Hi, I'm Fred Mooney, and I am glad to be here. Hey Fred, we got a guest today that I know you're going to love. It's Mike Wellman. We, you met him at our conference this year. Yes, I did. Yeah, well Mike has come up from all the way from, where are you from, Mike? Paragould, Arkansas. Paragould, Arkansas. Oh, you're kidding me. No. <laughs> you're Parag- kidding me. Actually, I live, I live between Paragould and Jonesboro. But I got a Paragold address. Yeah. My mom was from Paragold, Arkansas. Really? Yeah. What was her last name? Bodine. Bodine. Now, my wife, she was raised, born and raised in Paragold, so she knew yeah. a lot of people. She might. Yeah. I'll yeah. ask her when I get home. Yeah. Thanks. That name does sound familiar, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, anyway, I thought, oh, man, what's the chances? <laughs> yeah. It's a small world, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, ain't that something? Well, Mike, uh, you're from uh, Paragould and. You're also an over the road truck driver. I not over the road. I okay. used to be. Well, tell me, tell me uh, what you do. Uh, I do still drive a truck, okay. but I, I'm a uh, designated. We drive routes for a steel yard. Okay. I'm home every night. Oh well, uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> I, I still put it in the miles, not as many, but there's yeah. still quite a few miles in a day's time. But I'm home every night, and that's that's what I liked about it. Yeah. And, 
Do you, you drive a day cab or day cab? Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. I got a grand six year old grandson. He's just fascinated by day cabs and cab overs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even think they made cab overs anymore, but I guess they still do. I seen one the other day going down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of odd to see one of them. When he sees a cab over, man, he gets excited. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Grandpa, did you drive a cab over? I said, yeah, one time I did. <laughs> yeah, one time. Yeah. Well, Mike, we're going to uh, hear your story, and uh, you're going to share some uh, songs with us uh, throughout the program. And what song are we going to play to entice these people to call into our program? Let's put it on a song right now. I tell you what, let's uh, let the blood do the talking. That let was... the blood do the talking. Tell us about this song right here. That song—it's it's a long story. I won't get into the story just yet. That song ended up being my first number one. All right. And All right. in uh, 2019, I think 2019, it was my first number one. Blew me away. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the funny thing about it, I really didn't think the song would do anything. You know. Yeah. But uh, it, what a powerful message. It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, people think, well, once I give give the, my life to the Lord, everything's going to be all right. But no, the devil's still going to come at you. But you're covered by the blood, and that's what this is all about. Let's put on this song, Let the Blood Do the Talking. Amen. I stumbled on my journey, feel the guilt of my own sin. I hear the tempter's voice saying this God won't forgive. I just bow in humble silence, fall down on my knees. Let the blood do the talking for me. The blood says I'm forgiven by that bright red crimson stream. It flowed down Calvary's mountain, washed this sinner clean. Satan shouts his condemnation, I just point to that old tree. Let the blood do the talking for me. I cross old Jordan River, and I reach my journey's end. I hear the angels say, why should we let you come in? I just bow in humble silence, fall down on my knees. Let the blood do the talking for me. The blood says I'm forgiven by that bright red crimson stream. It flowed down Calvary's mountain, washed this sinner clean. Satan shouts its condemnation. I just point to that old tree Let the blood do the talking for me Satan shouts his condemnation I just point to that old tree Let the blood do the talking for me said something about there's a story behind this song right here yeah uh well let's get to that story i can't wait okay <laughs> um 
back in 2018, I'm involved with the ICGMA. You know, we all, everybody knows that. And, uh, but back in 2018, when the ICGMA was having one of their conferences, I got to meet James. Mm-hmm. Actually, I really didn't meet him personally, uh, but I knew he was going to be there. And I thought, you know, I've got to try to meet this guy, you know. And uh, so we got there, and then and James came in later, and my wife said, there he is, go, you know, go shake his hand and stuff. I said, well, he had a whole bunch of people around him. And I said, no, I don't want to bother him, you know. I don't want to act like, you know, starstruck or something, you know. So I just left it at that. Well, that night during the um, the uh, awards show, um, I was asked to sing a song. And and actually, I, I actually won an award that night of uh, the uh, Male Horizon Vocalist of the Year for the ICGMA. But anyway, as uh, – during in between the awards giveaway, they have singing, you know, different people singing, and uh, and I was one of them, which was an honor to be able to sing on that particular stage because it's such a great thing with the awards. Not everybody gets to sing on the awards show, and I was honored to do so. But anyway, James Payne and Bruce Haynes were the ones that introduced me. Now I I knew Bruce. I've known Bruce quite well, been to his church, you know, a few times, great guy. Well, when they introduced me, I came out and I sung a song that we'll be playing here in a little bit, uh, The Preacher Was Right, and uh, which is a song that actually got the whole thing started as far as our ministry. After I got finished singing, Bruce and James were coming back out. James, he stopped me as I was walking off stage. He said, uh... Mike, Bruce, and I were in the back trying to figure out how to get rid of you. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you're too good. And I thought, what an honor coming from from James, you know. No doubt. And so I I laughed. I just left it. I just walked off stage. About a week or two later, I get a message on my Facebook, and it's from James. Now, you know, I've got James on my Facebook. I thought (laughs) – James is saying, well, he, he, he is, the message he sent me was wanting me to, um, he say he heard my song on the radio, the preacher was right. And I asked him, I said, well, give me your address and I'll send you a CD with that song on it. He said, I've already got the CD. How did you get the CD? Cause I know I didn't give him one. <laughs> and, uh, he said, a lady had come to one of his services, had one of my CDs. And gave it to him. Said uh, you need to write a song for this guy. Said, okay, I'm trying now. All that I got this going in my head now. What lady is going to be doing this? That's been to one of my concerts. Been to James that knows James personally like that. But anyway, James says I, I uh, prayed about it and I feel like God wants me to help you. He said I'm going to send you three songs. I'm like wow. All this time I'm thinking I'm being hacked. You know, my my, yeah. my Facebook page being hacked. and uh, But anyway, he was wanting my phone number so we can kind of make connection. And I don't just give my phone number out on Facebook, you know. And I'm thinking, I don't know about this. But I, I, I kind of feel like maybe I'll at least give it a shot. So I went ahead and sent him my number. And uh, then, of course, he ended up getting, uh, ended up getting my address and stuff. And he sent me these three songs. And one of them was Let the Blood Do the Talking. And um, I recorded it, and and it just 
blew my mind. I've never had a number one song in my life. I've been doing this over 20 years. Really? And I thought, okay, it's got to start somewhere. Maybe this is where it's starting at. And and actually it did because I ended up with two number ones and both of them James wrote. So, I mean, I'm just I'm honored that he would trust me with his music. I'm just I'm just so grateful for it, you know, for what God does, the way he opens doors. I believe yeah. that's an example of God's favor. Yes, it I is. I really do. I really believe that. Uh, James Payne is an awesome man. Yes, he uh, is. A lot of people don't know some of the great things that he does, but uh, he walked in our ministry in 2015, and he was there, and he, he came to see what we was all about. Yeah. That's what he said. And he came back the next year, and he refused to take any money. Mm-hmm. He said, no, nope, God sent me to help you, and so I'm here to help you if you'll listen to me. Right. And I said, I'm all ears. <laughs> and he started uh, mentoring me in the ministry, and uh, our ministry has not been the same since. He's, he's completely transformed our ministry into what we, well, where we're at. It's amazing. Today. I'm, I'm yeah. proud to be a part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, James Payne is an awesome man, yeah. and he's helped tons and tons of yeah. ministries all across the country. That's what God has called him to do is mm-hmm. to, to help ministry. You know, when he comes and, and – uh, a lot of places he'll come and, and sing and preach, and he won't take no money. He'll yeah. raise money for people that need money in uh, yeah. other places. I don't know how many churches he's paid off and, and how many chairs he's bought, and I don't know. He is an amazing man. I, I tell you, he's, he's done a lot for us in yeah. our ministry. Yeah. And just just you know, allowing me to do his music is, yeah. is enough for me. Yeah, so you've and, recorded... Uh, let the blood do the talking and another song. Talk Jesus and Jesse James. Um, wow. I recorded Jesus it. Jesse James. Yeah. The title. Uh, the title is great. And now when I listened to it, when I first heard it, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, I don't, I don't really see this as a number one song. It's a great message. You know, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if people would get a hold of it. But I thought, ah. Uh, why not? You know, just throw caution to the wind. I'm going to try it out. So I recorded it, and I released it. And it ended up in 2020, during all the COVID stuff, this was my second number one. Well, all right. And uh, as a matter of fact, it, it became number one the um, my first year we were here at the conference. Our first year, that's yeah. when it became number one. <laughs> it just blew me away. Yeah. I'm thinking – Okay, I may have something here. <laughs> but the song is, you know, Jesus and Jesse James. It doesn't matter how deep in sin you get. You know, God's going he, yeah, he's going to speak to you and his spirit's going to call you back to him. And that's what happened with me during the time I mean, I was raised church, uh Pentecostal. My dad being a pastor, but once I got away from the house, I just wanted to do my own thing. So I started doing my own thing. Got mixed up in the world uh, as as, um, as we talked that getting into the bars, playing music, country music, you know. Uh, I learned drums in church. Oh, yeah. I learned bass guitar in church. I learned uh, rhythm guitar in church. Everything I learned, I learned in church. I learned to sing in church. But then I started using it for the, the devil. Well, it 
it cost me my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it cost me my first wife, my kids. Uh, but you know, that's a story just a little too close to home. For yeah. Me. Yeah. And you know, but after all that, um, I met my wife. I have now, I met her in a bar and we, we started doing karaoke shows back when karaoke was just getting started. And we were in a, we were in a, a nightclub every night, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two nights during the week. I think it was like Monday and Tuesday. Our weekend started Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I remember one night we were we were in this club, and uh, my wife said, uh, "The wife I got now, Linda." She said, "I want you." God always spoke to her, and I'm sure He spoke to me. I just wasn't listening, but she listened, and she told me. She said, uh, "It was a big show, full house, everybody having a good time," and she said. Uh, will not you look out there and tell me how many has got a life outside of this place? And they either, you know, had their driver's license take, taken away from them for DWI, lost their family like I did, and then, you know, or uh, lost their jobs or stuff like that. She said, I don't want to be that way. And she said, I'm afraid if we stay in here very much longer, we're going to end up that way or we'll be divorced. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, well, this lady here that owns this place, she's been good to us. We're giving her entertainment. She's helping us make our living. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't want to leave her without any entertainment. So uh, I just left it at that. About a week or two later, we go in, and uh, we're getting set up for the show that night. She comes up, the lady that owns the club, she comes up to me and said, uh, just want to let you all know I'm selling the place. I thought, who are you going to sell it to? She told me it was going to be to her ex-husband. I've heard too many stories about her ex-husband. <laughs> I didn't want to work for him. So that, that was our way out. Yeah. And uh, we, went, to, uh, we went, went back to church, got our lives turned around, and never looked back. Well, praise the Lord. And <laughs> never look back. Amen. You know, if you give God a half a chance, he'll take it and run with it. Yeah. And and that's what we did. And, you know, when I said I didn't know what to do, that was his chance. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm so thankful that that worked out for you. He way. provides ways, yeah. yeah. He provides ways. And But, you know, and Jesus and Jesse James is one of those songs. No matter how deep in sin you get, he's going he's gonna to get you. So... What a great song! I'm I'm glad it was. I'm just grateful it went number one for me. You know, my second one. You know, there's just a whole, a whole big number of great singers that learn their trade in the church. Oh yeah, yeah, and we see them on TV all the time. A lot of the country singers are coming back to gospel. God gave us music, and yes. music's beautiful. Yes, and what you do with it, that's up to you. Right. And, you know, when I met my wife, like I said, I met her in a nightclub. I'm not saying if you're out there looking for a wife, go to a nightclub to find her, because that don't ever happen. You know, very seldom does that happen. Linda, she was, um, she just went through a really bad divorce, a very abusive divorce. So when she was there, she wasn't looking for uh, anybody. I wasn't either. It just happened. You know, when, you know, when, when you see someone that, 
you know if this is the one you want or not. You know, you already know. And I knew it. I knew it from day one. But anyway, it's just and, – and we've been together, matter of fact, uh, this week, uh, 28 years. Well, wow. congratulations. 28 years. And happy anniversary. Uh, happy actually, anniversary. I think it's uh, Monday or maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow or Monday. I can't remember. You need to put that on your calendar. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was very fortunate. Uh, my wife got the new improved model. I, really? I had been saved. <laughs> And I was playing drums on the flatbed of a truck with uh, Gospel Road Singers in a little town called Jeff, Illinois. Uh-huh. From Jeff Frontier Days. Frontier Days. Yeah. And that's the way I met her. And, I, and uh, I'm glad. And I was like you. I knew. I yeah. knew from the day I met her. That was it. Yeah. So uh, let's let's play that song. Yes, Jesus uh, and Jesse James. Jesus, Jesus and Jesse, Jesse James, James. Another song written by. Uh, James Payne, that went number one for you. Yes. Here it is. I used to be a cowboy Back in my younger days I'd saddled my old stick horse Just ride him away I'd make believe I was Jesse James And it was understood I was the meanest outlaw In my neighborhood I started drinking whiskey Like all the outlaws do By the time that I turned 17 I was hooked on blue Cause just like Jesse James, I was an outlaw on the run Till one night I saw the light, met a faster gun And Jesus tamed Jesse James He shot me right through the heart with his amazing grace He laid to rest that old man and I'll never be the same is Jesus tamed Jesse James I can still remember when I was a wanted man and how the love of Jesus tracked me through a barren land and every night I would go to bed and knew he was getting close I could hear the voice of the Holy Ghost He'd tell me Jesus loved me But it was so hard to believe That in Jesus' name he could break the chain Set the South Law free Cause just like Jesse James I was an outlaw on the run Till one night I saw the light Met a faster gun And Jesus tamed Jesse James He shot me right through the heart With his amazing grace He laid to rest that old man And I'll never be the same Says Jesus tamed Jesse James And Jesus tamed Jesse James 
he shot me right through the heart with his amazing grace. He laid to rest that old man and I'll never be the same Since Jesus tamed Jesse James Since Jesus tamed Jesse James So you got saved at a young age. You you grew up in church. I grew up in church. And you went forward and got saved uh, and you just kind of... Well, as a child in church, um, I kept the altar pretty hot because it's like any time I thought I was going to get in trouble, I'd go to the altar. It didn't always work for my dad, but, you know. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, actually, I started singing at a very young age. I could barely look. I could barely see over the pulpit. Yeah. And I I can remember it like it was yesterday. the, The very first song I sung in the church by myself was an old Dottie Rambo song, Too Many Miles Behind Me. And uh, like I said, I, I couldn't even see over the pulpit. Dad hadn't started pastoring yet. Mm-hmm. But he did eventually start pastoring that same church. But um, I never thought that it would come up to this. I never dreamed of it. And I remember when when I got out into the world, the very first country song I did by myself was uh, an old Garth Brooks song, and everybody went nuts over it. I'm like, oh, okay, I may have something here, you know. So, so I started doing country music, and of course, I did gospel music along through the church time, you know, during churches and stuff. And uh, and I actually got really caught up in the Southern gospel movement. Back then, it wasn't Southern gospel or quartets; it wasn't gospel, you know. Right. Yeah. And but I started listening to the Imperials. Back then, that's when contemporary was just starting to get coming out. Oh my goodness, that just was not gospel <laughs> around my house, you know. And uh, but uh, I, I've always liked different styles. So what I'd done, I done, I started doing a little bit of southern gospel and started traveling a little bit, and got to be on stage with some of the best in southern gospel music. But uh, just something just wasn't right. And I started seeing how, not all of them, but how some of them lived. And I thought, you know, I no, yeah, I, I'm probably not living right myself. But I know how you're supposed to live. If you're gonna be up on stage singing about God. You know, I was raised up. I know. So I got away from it totally, and I, I totally got away from the music. As I, I told my wife, I said, you know, when it gets to where I don't enjoy what I'm doing, I'm gonna stop. Because I'm not going to get up there and put on a show. So, like I said, I totally got away from the music. Uh, and uh, so far away, I, I was raised up with the Hensons. That was during the time that when I got away from that, during the time Kenny passed. I had no idea he even passed. That's how far away from I got it. You know, I didn't have a clue that he died. And I just happened to be thumbing through the channels one day in my truck. And going down the road, and I happened to run across a, a station, and Ronnie was talking about a song he wrote, and he talked about he said he wrote it for his brother, and it sounded just like his brother. It sounded like his brother passed, and so I done some research, and sure enough, that's when I found out. But um, I really wanted to come back to the music. I didn't want to get back into the Southern gospel. 
So I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? I want to do something a little different. I went to a concert in uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, and it was a concert for the Magruders back in the day, you know, the Magruders. And that's when I first heard Jubilation, White River now, Bruce Haynes. That's when I heard their band. I thought, wow, this is different. It's when Christian Country was mm-hmm. kind of trying to make a move in. This is different. I'm liking this. And and bad thing is, back then I hated country music. I could not stand it. I was a rocker. But something that they were doing that really impressed me and inspired me. I think I'm going to start listening to more of this. And then I got uh, listening to James and started listening to Dale Way, people like that, uh, Mid South Boys, one of my all time favorite bands. And I started really liking their music. I had no idea that that was the direction that God was actually wanting me to go through anyway. So I made that turn and, and started going, started doing Christian country. And uh, people are really, they're eating it up. I'm, you know, I'm loving it. <laughs> now I like country and I don't like, I'm not a rocker no more. But <laughs> Sounds like to me, God's giving you the desires of your heart. Yeah. And that's what his word yeah, says. I'm I'm still I'm still waiting on one desire and it's coming. And that's to go full time. And yeah. that's that's what my heart is right now. And and I'm kind of seeing that happening. It's just gonna take a little time. You know, I want you know, God he wants to give us the desires of our hearts, but we gotta use wisdom. And don't wanna jump right into it. Cause you know, in his time is when we're ready. So I'm waiting on his time. There's a time when people needed to, to develop the character that God's got ready for them. That's right. A lot of people get things the easy way and can't handle it. Yeah. And we've seen, we've seen people flame out like that. Yep. That's so true. So uh, you've been uh, singing for 20 years, you said? Yeah, a little over 20 years. Wow. Uh, singing Christian music. Christian yeah. music, mm-hmm. so... You started 20 years ago, and uh, how many CDs do you have out right now? I have four, and I'm fixing to work on my fifth one. Okay. These CDs, um, the only way you can get them is uh, through my website, which is uh, MikeWellmanMinistries.com, or you can call me, yeah. 870-565-6109 or 870-565-6108. Uh, if, if nobody answers, just leave a message, right? And we will get back and return your call. Yep. Uh, you can email me, Wellman Ministries at Yahoo at Yahoo at Yahoo dot com, and uh, just ask for one, and and uh, I'll be happy to send it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, people says, and I've always I've been asked, and you know, as several artists have been asked, which is the best one? I don't have a best one. But I had a guy tell me the other day what he the way he always answers that, and it makes a lot of sense. The next one is the best one. <laughs> yeah, because uh, as an artist, we're always trying to outdo the last project. Sure. And this next project, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to outdo uh, the Let the Blood Do the Talk, and that album had two number ones. So I've got to uh, I've yeah. got to try to outdo that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's shaking the walls. Uh, that. That has uh, the preacher was right on it, 
And uh, that was my very that was my first release. Actually, it was my second release. My first release was done back in two thousand, uh, and it was a song that my dad wrote. Heaven prepared for me. Uh, my dad wrote that when I was a kid. I I released it to the radios, and back then I really was didn't know how to go about following a particular song on the radios or anything. So when I released that one, I guess it did very well. I end up with a royalty check on it, so I guess it did okay. <laughs> you're doing, you're doing good. <laughs> I guess it did okay. And uh, but now I never released another song from 2000 up until I released uh, "The Preacher Was Right" in 2017, I think, 16 or 17. And uh, well, that's a really good song. I love that. Song. It's another great message. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I these songs, I if it doesn't minister to me, then I don't want to sing them. Yeah. Because I can't do nothing with them, and these songs ministers to me somehow, somewhere. It's going to minister to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the preacher was right. That's got a message in there. Isn't it? it does. It's a um, testimony song. Two thousand and fifteen. I had a phone call that they were putting a new show. This guy was putting a new show in in Branson, a gospel show, and he was needing uh, some singers. And the show was. Henson Revival, bringing back the Henson's music. Well, I, I, I grew up with that. You know, I knew all them songs, you know. Oh, yeah. But I really did not want to move to Branson. I got connected with the guy doing it, and it happened to be a Henson. It was uh, their nephew. I thought, you know, it might, could be a good opportunity, but I really don't want to jump out there and do this. I want to make sure this is right. So I prayed about it. My wife, Linda, prayed about it. We prayed for several months. Well, during the time we were praying, we were kind of going up there every, you know, on the weekends, checking it out, you know, stuff like that. And uh, I still and I kept praying, Lord, if this is not your will, close this door. I don't want to hear nothing else about it. Because the more I heard about it, the more I was kind of wanting to go. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it wasn't an opportunity. Well, the door never did close. So I started putting it to the test. You know, the Bible says, try God. You know, try it, make sure it's the Spirit, you know. So I started putting it to the test. I said, well, Lord, you know, I got this uh, got this good job. I'd have to leave this job to go. And, you know, I don't want to do that. Well, the company I worked for ended up shutting down. I didn't have a job no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, try the spirit, and and that's what I was doing. And I thought, okay, give it another try. Lord, I don't have a job now. How am I going to get to Branson? No, I don't have any money. What am I going to do when I get there? The show hadn't even started yet, so I'm not making any money off the show. Well, uh, a guy called me from a church, a church that I sang at one time, and uh, he said. Uh, what are you and your wife doing for supper? I said, I don't have any plans. He said, I want y'all to come meet us in town. I want to buy you supper. I said, okay. And he said, we want to talk to you. I said, uh, okay. So we met them. And he's now during the time we were going to Branson on the weekend, we were kind of checking it out just in case, you know, rent for apartments and stuff like that. And, uh, he asked me, he said, um, during that time, I mean, 
average rent for an apartment five hundred dollars a month, then another five hundred for deposit and all that. So thousand dollars, you know. But anyway, he said, um, "How much will it take to get you to Branson?" He said, "I believe." He said, "We've been my wife and I've been praying about it, and I believe God wants us to help you get to Branson." I said, "Well, we've been kind of looking around, and we kind of figured about a thousand dollars will get us into a place." He pulls a check out of his pocket, already written, signed, and everything, thousand dollars. He said, "That's what God told me to give you." I thought. Wow. I looked at my wife and she just started tearing up. I mean, just tears started flowing. She said, I said, "I guess we're going to Branson. I don't need any, <laughs> I don't need any more answers. I already know." And uh, so we end up uh, that week when we were going to be moving that the following weekend. He calls me up. He says, uh, "Can you get your stuff? You're moving in a, a, a twenty, I think a twenty-two foot U-Haul truck." I said, well, I was, uh, well, he asked me what I was going to be using to move, and I told him a uh, couple 16-foot trailers that my dad had and stuff and, and a friend of mine. He said, can you get it all in this U-Haul truck? And I said, well, I can't afford a U-Haul truck. I didn't ask you that. Can you get it all in the U-Haul truck? And I said, well, yeah, we can get it all. He said, there'll be one in your driveway Friday. He said, load it up. Me and my son will be there Sunday morning. We'll drive it to Branson. And I thought, okay. <laughs> so so it didn't cost me a dime to go to Branson, to move to Branson. And I and I, all this time I'm thinking, this is God. And it and it was. Uh but the show never did happen. Things happened and the show never did do I was gonna say I go to Branson all the time. Yeah. I don't remember the show. It never did happen. And uh, so the night, actually, the uh, is a week before opening night. Um, things happened, and the show didn't happen. But anyway, when I got home, uh, off Linda says, well, now what are we going to do? So we already signed this contract for this apartment. And I said, well, I still feel like that we're in the right place. We've got nothing to go back to Perigold for. We got our house, but my boy done moved into it because he wanted to see if he could make it on his own. And so he was taking care of it for us. We didn't sell it to him or nothing, but he was taking care of it for us. And I said, "Well, let's let's just seek this thing out. See what see what Branson's got for us." So uh, we had um, went and uh, looked for jobs, Silverar City. First day we got in there. Both of us end up full-time jobs. And people says that's just unheard of for Silver City. You go part-time. But we both end up full-time jobs, and we worked there. Of course, during the time with the uh, the gospel show is how I came about hearing The Preacher Was Right. I always loved the song, so I ended up recording it. And I released it. That was my second release after my dad's song. Then I started learning about how to track these songs, how to listen for them, you know, go online, seeing how the song's doing and all that, you know, seeing how many stations is putting it out there. That song ended up becoming, ended up getting to number six on the chart and ended up being played all over the world. And that blew my mind. I've never had a song get played all over the world. 
So now I've got DJs from all over the world sending me messages. Hey, send me this song, you know. I thought, hmm. It's kind of scary, you know, because I'm, I'm not used to this. Nobody knew who I was until I put that song out there. And now everybody on the whole, in the whole world is wanting a piece of this song, you know, wanting to hear this song. And that song has blessed hearts all over the world. And still, mm-hmm. still to this day, still blessing hearts. We're going <laughs> to bless some hearts right now and play that song. Yes. The preacher was right. This is a powerful uh, song right here by Mike Wellman. I drove back home to bury my best friend, Ted. I took a few days off from work. I had to clear my head. Used to drink and have a big time Getting high on life and cheap wine He called me before he died Said my life had changed He said, remember the man that preached down on Maine We said he was crazy, we called him insane be picking his guitar and singing his old gospel song. That old preacher, he was right and we were wrong. Yes, we were wrong, thinking we had all the answers and we could make it in this world alone. That old preacher taught about a cross where Jesus died to save the lost. But we laugh and then we walk away as a man sang amazing grace. We should have listened to his preaching and old song. That old preacher, he was right and we body lay As I opened the door the first thing I seen was that old preacher's face He didn't have to say a word I just broke down and cried I got down on my knees and prayed Ted I saw the light And as I covered you still hear your voice on the phone Say, that old preacher He was right and we were wrong I think the Lord had talked to me Before he died He told me just how wrong I was And how to get it right Cause I wrong, thinking I had all the answers, and I could make it in this world 
So while we're in Branson, Linda says, well, we need to find a church. I said, okay. Now all this time I'm trying to figure out, okay, Lord, you knew this show wasn't going to happen. Why am I here? I'm still trying to figure this out. Why am I in Branson? So we started looking for a church. We found some good churches, but it just wasn't what we were looking for. And it was around April, I think. Barbara Fairchild, she, we were talking about her earlier. She's, um, she's from Arkansas. Matter of fact, uh, she's from the same town my grandparents lived in. So that's how I really, that's how I got new Barbara. I didn't know her, know her, but I knew who Barbara Fairchild was. But anyway, she was doing a, uh, a worship service at one of the theater yeah. that, that oh, we were yeah. going to use. Been there. Uh, Been there. <laughs> she was uh, doing a worship service, and I told, I told my wife, I said, um, let's, uh, let's go down here and see what Barbara's got going on. You know, like I said, I've never met her. I know who she was. Now, the town that she's from, my grandparents lived in, it's probably a town about like Keene's right here. You know, you got the sign, welcome to Noble, Arkansas, and come back soon, pretty much on the same pole, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, we went that Sunday morning, listened to her service. Uh, she sang, she gave her testimony, and she um, started talking about what her ministry does. She works with... Uh, Women, women's groups, homeless women, uh, battered women. Well, see, my wife, she started doing that kind of stuff before we went to Branson. I listened to that and listened to her, and I, I heard God say, this is where I want you right now. Thinking, why? So I want you to help her. She don't need my help. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I said, yeah, and I'm thinking, she'll never talk to me. She don't even know who I am. She wouldn't talk to me. But afterwards, um, went out to the lobby. She was out there signing autographs, shaking hands, stuff. And I walked up to her and I said, uh, Miss Fairchild, I said, uh, we could be related. And she looked at me and said, what do you mean? I said, I told her who my my grandparents were. And she knew my grandparents, my family. And uh, it's like the Fairchilds were on one corner, of the, uh, one end of town, and the Hawkins were on the other end of town. And she, like I said, she knew a lot of my family. And she said, "Well, it is a small town; it could be." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we just uh, and I felt a, a comfort around her then, you know, her cracking jokes like that. And uh, I told her, I said, uh, "I was sitting here. She already knew about the show because we were in the same theater that she was using." I told her who I was and uh, told her what happened with the show. She said, yeah, I heard about it. I said, well, by hearing your testimony, I've kind of got the same thing going with me. I'm here in Branson. I don't have a clue why. But I know God put me here. But I felt like that he had told me during your service that he wants me to be with you. Put my ministry on the back burner and, and to be with you. And she said, I said, I don't need an answer. Just pray about it. And uh, she said, uh, what are you doing at 2 o'clock? I said, I've got no plans. So I'm doing another service in another theater, the F5 building, where she had her little restaurant there at one time. Uh, bring you a song and come down there at, at 2 o'clock. So I did. After that was over with, she said, what are you doing for supper? I said, got no plans said, I want you to meet my husband, Roy. And from then on, we met him at, at uh, Bob Evans there in Branson. 
And from then on, it just clicked, and we become just dear friends. But it took me a little while still trying to figure out what God's purpose was for me and Branson. One of them, his purpose was he was wanting me to take that next step into the ministry that I was afraid to take because I was afraid of losing everything I owned. But through her and Roy, as I was telling you earlier, I owe them a lot because through her and Roy, it's like the, the message that James preached, the domino effect. Mm-hmm. That's what this was. Mm-hmm. I ended up meeting songwriters, producers, promoters, radio DJs. And now because of the preacher was right, because I really said after the fact, I started meeting all these guys. And now my songs are being played all over the world. So that was God's purpose for me and Branson. You know, if, if you kind of have patience, wait it out, try the spirit, it's going to come to you. You'll get the big picture eventually, <laughs> you know. And uh, now I'm seeing the big picture. I'm saying this is why God knew that show wasn't going to take place. He already knew. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. Why did he want me and Branson for that? I don't know. And, you know, he's not going to take you somewhere and just leave you. Mm-hmm. And and there for a while, I thought that's what he'd done. I thought, Lord, did I miss something with this trip, this move, you know, especially after the show had uh, not happened. And, and I actually literally sat in my bedroom on my bed just crying and praying, God, did I miss something? Because... It got to the point where during the rehearsals of this show one Saturday, I didn't want to do it. I'm thinking, wow, what the heck, what came there, you know? All this time I've wanted to do this show, and now all of a sudden I didn't want to do it. And I'm thinking, something, I missed something here. You know, God, did. I know you didn't make a mistake. Did I make a mistake somewhere? And he never did answer me, but... Now things started coming together, mm-hmm. and this is where I'm at. So, what are you doing now? What type of venues do you like to perform at? I, I, anything that God opens the door up, wherever wherever the door is open, I'm there. If I, if I can make it, I'm there. So, somebody wanted to get a hold of you to come and sing <clears> at their <throat> church. Mm-hmm. Or- you can you can call my number eight seven zero five six five six one zero nine. Uh, 870-565-6108. So it's 0809. Pretty simple. Uh, you can email me at mm-hmm. wellmanministries at yahoo.com. Um, my website is being worked on right now, so it's not quite up, but it will be back up here pretty soon. That's uh, uh, com. So either way, either one of them can get in touch with me, or you can get in touch with me on Facebook. Mike Wellman Ministries, my fan page or my personal page, just Mike Wellman. And I, I'm trying out these social media things. I, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm dumb as a box of rocks. But I'm trying to learn them. And with some help with some friends, I'm about to get there. I'm just now getting to where I'm doing Twitter and TikTok. I don't do a whole lot on TikTok, but Instagram. I don't do a whole lot on them because I'm still trying to figure them out. <laughs> Well, that's the way we communicate today. I know it. I know it is. And so us old guys, we're yeah. going to have to learn how to 
That's the way I keep up with my with my all my grandchildren. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm also um, I'm also trying out uh, to get my music out on Spotify, uh-huh. Pandora, yeah, uh, Apple Music stuff like. That. And there again, I don't know how to do it. So I'm I'm having to learn. It's taking a little time, but I'll get there. I'll get my stuff out there. <laughs> it is quite a challenge to learn all that stuff, and it just yeah. keeps changing. And yes, that's it is. The crazy part about it changes it. every day. Yeah, it's yeah. just so hard to keep up with. And uh, you you about need a teenager to. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, and I say that in 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 my services. If you if you don't know how to do this, just get one of your grandkids and uh-huh. bring them over to the house. Fix feed them, them supper, feed them. <laughs> feed them, and and tell them this is what you want. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you uh, sharing your heart with us, Mike. You got I, something uh, else on your heart? You? I do. Uh, I did release another song. Okay. If we uh, if we have time for what it. is that uh, song? The homeless man. The homeless uh, man. Now this is another song that I had gotten during the time, the uh, Branson time. Another great song that ministers to my heart and uh and it's to me it's a it's what we got going on now it's a problem we got now but this song here we have a problem with people looking on the outside of a person and shunning them and not knowing what's on the inside exactly and that's what really this song here was actually i was i was wanting to release this one before i did the preacher was right but during a, a a service that Barbara was having, I I sung the preacher was right on that stage, and Roy told me I needed to do something with it. Mm-hmm. So it ministered to him. So I thought, okay, maybe the preacher was right is what God wants first. Maybe it just wasn't time for this particular uh, song yet. Well, this past year it was time, and I released it, and it's done very well. Still. Still doing very well in the charts. I'm still not quite finished with it on the charts yet, so I'm just kind of waiting to see how far it goes. Uh, but what a great ministry. It's the homeless man. You know, when Jesus was walking here on the earth, he didn't have a home. You know, the Bible says he didn't even have a place to lay his head. So we need to be careful. I think it's wonderful. God looks at our heart. Yes. Mankind looks at the outward appearance, yeah. but God looks at your heart. Yeah. And, you know, and I've seen, and, and I know y'all have too, you've seen these little rough-looking truck drivers out there, and you're thinking, he's not a Christian. Well, yeah. You know, once you get up and talk to him, you find out, yeah, he is. And I had a good friend of mine. He just uh, got back from Sturgis. He's a traveling minister. He just got back from Sturgis. And he says, you'd be surprised. Them old rough-looking bikers, but they have a heart for God. Gunner Carr, I don't know if you ever had a chance to meet him. No, I never met him. Dear friend of mine. He was a biker. And uh, I thought when I first seen him, I thought, man, this ain't no way. But once I started really getting to know him, and, and we got to become really good friends, Gunner was a guy, he, he'd scare you to death if you seen him out on the sidewalk. But he had a heart for God, and he had a heart for people. And that's what we need to look at, not – the outer outer appearance, but what's going to come out from inside. You know, good things are going to come out from your inside, you know. And, of course, bad things will come out from the inside, too. So you just got to, you know, listen. And uh, this song here is probably, 
I never get tired of singing this one or The Preacher Was Right. Actually, any of my songs, really. But I'm getting too many of them. I can't do them all in one night. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. That's a good problem to have. Uh, but I, I love all of my songs, and, and I thank God for the writers. Yeah. And, and I try to give the writers recognition, but I give the people the recognition for calling these stations up, requesting these songs. Without them, I couldn't have had two number ones. And uh, without the writers trusting me with the songs, I couldn't have had two number one songs. And and I, I'm just I'm humbled when I say this. I'm so honored to do the music that I do from the writers that that's what, that I'm working with. It is off of uh, Mike Wellman. He's shaking the walls. He's shaking the walls. And it's track two, the homeless man. Yep. Here it is. You got lost and stopped your car on Main and Vine. As you turned your head, your eyes looked right through mine. I watched you lock your doors and shake your head. I read your lips, knew what you said, but I'm really not the man you think I am Cause I met Jesus yesterday And all my sins are washed away I know I wear these ragged clothes I sleep in boxes and under robes But I'm okay Because you said I've got a mansion up in heaven someday back when jesus lived on earth he never drove he walked to work he never stayed in a grand hotel he slept in tents and he drank from wells but that didn't seem to bother him at all and they thought that he was homeless when they nailed him to that old cross and though he only swirled in universe he still hung there for the lost so you can shake your head and drive away i'll be the richest man you'll meet today Cause I met a man called Jesus yesterday Now I never meant to live here on these streets And the only one to blame for this is me And to this world I'm just a worthless bum but God so loved me, he let him kill his son. So you can shake your head and drive away. I'll be the richest man you'll meet today. Cause I met a man called Jesus yesterday. You know, um, 
prayer has always kept me going, even when I was out in the world. Uh, the prayers of my mom and dad, the prayers of my grandparents, right. uh, the prayers of the church, shine that light for me to come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when I was over the road driving a truck, that's a lonely old road. Lonely road. It is. Gives you a lot old, of time to think. Old lonesome road. That's yeah. Right. Gives you a lot of time to think. And, you know, we got drivers out there that's probably trying to decide if they want to make that change. Yeah. And they're sitting in that cab thinking, God's speaking to them. He is. I know he is. I've heard him. I've heard him in that cab. Yeah. I have to. And I've actually looked around and said, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but um, if there's anyone out there that is – not ready, you know, we need to make sure that you are before you leave this world because being out there on the road, it's an old dangerous road. It is. I uh, just got word just the other day that um, my granddaughter's boyfriend left for work, head on collision, killed him before he got to work. Wow. We never know. No. And, you know, with us being on the road all the time, that could happen to any one of us. Mm-hmm. So, um, we need to be ready. And if you're not, it's like you said, it's a simple prayer. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Change my whole life. And he'll do that. You know, we got to believe it. That's where the faith comes in. Yeah. And um, and he'll take care of us from there. I'm not going to say the rest of your life's going to be easy. It's not. But there again, as as God did with me, he took me to Branson. He didn't leave me there. I thought he did, but he didn't. He had plans. Our ways are not his ways. So uh, all we got to do is just say that simple little prayer and uh, ask him to come into our hearts. Yep. And that's simple as that. Yeah, the Bible says if we confess with our mouth yep. the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart, and that's the key. That's the key. You've got to believe it with it. all your heart. And if you do that, then you shall be saved. Mm-hmm. For with the heart, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So if you believe it with all your heart and confess with your mouth right now, then God has saved you. And then we want to hear from you. So give us a call at 618-383-2107. We want to send you more material that will help you with your walk with Christ. Amen. And that's what's great about this ministry here is the material that you send out. And, and I get copies of, of what you send out, and they're awesome, awesome material. The testimonies, you know, you got testimonies from some of my friends, Sunshine Road, yeah. great, great couple. I love them both to death. Great testimonies. And, of course, James and, you know, and just Joe Arview. I got to meet Joe this last <laughs> conference. I love the guy. He's great. Uh, and love is music. Yeah. And uh, but uh, just I'm just so grateful because I you know I've been in them truck stops and I've seen the CDs uh, and I never thought really nothing of it. As a matter of fact, um, <clears throat> there's a truck stop not far from where I live at, and I noticed the last time I was in there they didn't have any more CDs. Of course, it wasn't Lonesome Road CD; it's from somebody else, and I haven't seen any more over there for mm. a while. So I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna take a few when I leave here and take over there. There you go. Actually, I've got some of their home. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, just uh, 
keep us ministry in your prayers. Keep our ministry in your prayers. And uh, keep in touch with us. Amen. Keep in touch with us. MikeWellmanMinistries.com. You can find him on Facebook. Uh, you can book him for your church, your Christian event. He would love to come and sing with you, minister with you. His phone number is 870-565-6108 or 6109-870-565-6109. And we really enjoyed you riding along with us in the cabin. Enjoyed being here. Yeah. God bless you, Mike. Bless you. At the crossroads of life Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.